What's up, everyone? If you want to see us doing these podcasts, go to our profile section, click on the Patreon link, and become a patron. Not only will you get the visual element, but we also have BTS or behind the scenes footage of what goes down after the podcast. <laughs> go ahead and join us, and we look forward to seeing you over there. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of A Dose of Dim. As you can Welcome. see, we have a special guest today, Mr. Ty McKinney. What's going on, man? Hey. What's up, man? How you feeling? How you doing? I am ecstatic. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> really? Well, you... because I, I literally was telling my mom, I'm currently at my parents' place uh, yeah, for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, still, like, trying not to get back to regular life yet. Mm. But I was telling my mom, I was like, uh, Michael's podcast, which I was explaining. She knows who you are. So I was, like, yeah. explaining to her who you are. Yeah. I was like, I was listening to their podcast, like, a long time ago, like, when podcasts were becoming a thing, like, right. there were podcasts that I listened to. All right, all right, right. Like, like, I was like, I'm a long-time fan, and I'm like, I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh, this is so cool, and I'm like, oh, no, no, I just want to make sure it's like, you know, I'm good, you know. All right, <laughs> so, right, right. No, man. It's, it's, it's exciting nerds. It's not like, oh, my God, I'm on TV. Right. It's like, oh, no, I'm like, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I was about like, to say, man, you're basically like family, so you know you know how that is. Yeah, I've, I've met all three of you at, at different points in right. time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I know who you are, but it's like still like, hey. <laughs> right, right. No, I feel you. I feel you. I can, be, I can be the same. I can be the same. But one, one thing I want to start off with is how are you doing in this quarantine world right now especially as an artist like how are you focusing how are you making your way through challenges you know just kind of give us an update on that so it's been very topsy-turvy i think Mm -hmm. that's the best way i can describe it for myself yeah like at first i was very i I don't like to admit this but i was one of the people who are like this is not real (laughs) it's not Mm -hmm. happening like no there's no way like the world's about to get shut down Mm -hmm. um and then it shut down because um (laughs) i currently live in new york um so i was at the epicenter of everything Mm -hmm. and yeah like things were just getting shut down left and right i had a gig um that was supposed to be at this uh venue called the bowery electric Mm. it's actually one of the cool venues in new york and i was like oh shoot i'm getting a gig this gig like i've had like other gigs i was like okay this is like a next step in the career uh level gig Mm-hmm. And the booking agent was like, "Yeah, nah, we got, mm. we, we got, we got the the notice from the government to like shut down." And we're like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. this is happening, right, 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 <laughs> like, right. This is actually happening." And then I got laid off from my job, well, furloughed mm-hmm. technically, but like I ain't been back in mm. nine months. So yeah, yeah, basically laid off. Okay, and so it was just like, okay, things mm-hmm. are happening, right? What's what do I do? And so, of course, I was like, well, I'm just going to drink a little bit, drink a little wine. Cause, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what else to do right now. I'm kind of like locked up in my house in Brooklyn. Right. But I eventually started like to, you know, take a positive uh, route within to start making more music. Yeah. To kind of, like pacify the anxiety <laughs> right. that was within me. So, right. Yeah, Topsy turvy, though, um, I would say. 
I totally get you know one thing that's been inspiring to me is that even during this topsy-turvy time for you you've been releasing content you know what I mean and you've been on top of your music videos which we're going to delve deeper into yeah. um so but let's let's step back just a little bit and just give some of the people who aren't familiar with you yet um a little bit of your history so I'll I'll say this much and then I'm gonna let you you know let you go with it but uh, okay. you're a singer you're a singer you're a songwriter you're a guitarist you're a cinematographer, you're an editor, and I'm sure there are other things that, you know, come after that. So you're like a one man. Top band. 3% of OnlyFans. Right. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wait for that, but you know, let's throw it out there. You know, some people would like that, actually. Uh, like, I, I, bet, I, bet they, I bet they would, yeah. Right. I bet they would. I kid Just making sure y'all listening. Just making sure y'all listening. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a whole like you know setup with the whole OnlyFans. I have a mask and everything. I have a character. I'm gonna let y'all figure it out. But... That's what's up, though. I'm listening. Get your bag, man. Get your bag. You got this. You gotta do. <laughs> but yes, no, I am not on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, I am an actor as well. I'm an actor as and well. an actor. Yes, exactly, exactly. So with all of those facets, like, how did you get to that point? You know, which which one came first? How did it unfold for you? Okay. Um, actually, technically, music came first. So mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I was very much like obsessed with the radio and obsessed mm -hmm. with whatever my mom was listening to. And yeah, I was like in the choir with her. Like she was singing in the choir, but I was like the little kid just sitting next to her in the choir. <laughs> so, oh, and apparently, when I was a kid, my mom said they would call me the Hallelujah Baby. So I was mm -hmm. always like, like, ah, oh, praise Jesus. <laughs> It's so funny because me right now is not that. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, but it's like okay, so I was very much like a musically like arts inclined kid, mm -hmm. and then uh, I would say what's what was that age range? Around like six, mm. six seven. I started getting into like church productions, church musicals, mm. um, school musicals, and I did mm -hmm. this one musical. It was like a Christmas one in our church called Star is Born. Mm -hmm. And I was one, I had like a, I was doing a duet with this other kid. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I forgot the lyrics to my part because I was just like so nervous. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, if I have a video or something somewhere and it, like you can look at me, I'm like, I'm very happy, but I'm just like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it still happens to this day when I'm nervous, I will forget lyrics when I do really? it. It always happens. I'm like, dang it, I'm really nervous because I really don't know what I'm about to say right now. <laughs> wow. That but, is so funny because when I see you perform, you're so comfortable looking to me, at least. You that's know? the acting. That's, okay, okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that is the acting right there. That's the actor that comes out. Yeah. Um, but I pulled through that performance because uh, the choir had sang, like, the lyric, and I was just mm -hmm. like, all right, I got it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, you know, I stole the show and the rest was history. But uh, Right, right. So music came first. But mm -hmm. then after I started getting into plays, more uh, acting became sort of in the forefront. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I, I believed that I was more a stronger actor than singer. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I was like just doing the acting stuff. I was doing background work for mm -hmm. TV shows that were filming um, in the city because I'm from Atlanta. So I uh, was mm -hmm. all around the place doing community mm -hmm. theater and whatnot, not getting paid well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but yes, yeah, so I was like doing all of the extra work uh, with the bike high school age so mm -hmm. i was i had like a a contract with tyler perry but <laughs> never got the film. we never okay. got the film because they put the show on hiatus and it was like indefinite hiatus oh, <laughs> so, okay yeah 
But I still kept the contract because it was like a like nice pat on the back. I was like, I have a contract. <laughs> <laughs> I am an accomplished actor. Right. I'm an accomplished background actor at 16. Like, you can't tell me anything. <laughs> like, have you guys ever watched Glee? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was Rachel Berry, but the black version. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I wasn't like as unbearable as she was, but I was definitely yeah. had that like ego, like, I'm mm-hmm. going to be an award-winning entertainer. Right, right, right. right. You said that confidence. Okay. I, I had a lot of confidence on the inside, even though on the outside I was very like meek and shy and just mm-hmm. very sheltered. Mm-hmm. But inside I was like a star. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't tell me anything. All right, um, right. Yes, I did like acting for yeah. a few years, studied mm-hmm. film and theater in college, um, okay. and was doing that yeah. for a while. So a lot of people in, in family and outside of the family are like, "Oh, he's going to be an actor. He's going to be an actor." Like that's mm-hmm. what he's working towards. Mm-hmm. And then, literally, senior year of college, I was like, "No, I really want to do music, and I wanted to do music for a while and get back to it." But mm-hmm. you know, I didn't feel like I had like a a good voice, or people wouldn't mm-hmm. want to listen to me. Yeah. And one guy. In particular, he was like, you have like an old man's voice. And I'm like, really? what the fuck does that mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, at the time, I was like, I don't, I don't want to be old yet. Right. So very insecure about it. But mm. my senior thesis project was basically, you could make it anything that you want, mm-hmm. um, but you have to do this project where you won't be able to graduate. Mm. And so I was like, tricking myself because i was taking like guitar lessons and piano lessons mm-hmm. throughout oh, yeah. college yeah but i was like well if i have to do something that, that can graduate i'm going to make a music project that'll mm-hmm. force me to like sing or to do right. something musical so i can like trick myself and i'm like all right you got to do music you got to mm-hmm. do something because if you don't do it you're not going to graduate right and your mom's going to be pissed at you so mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so that led to me meeting mr Michael Bryant. <laughs> actually, actually, before I even get to meeting Michael, my um, I would say he's like my little bro. He's like my little mentee. Um, mm-hmm. His name is also Demarcus, by the way. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. but I call him Marco. Mm-hmm. He actually put me on to Eric Arsenal's videos mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube. All right, all right. He's like, you gotta check out these videos. Like this, this dude, he does this like these vocal exercises, and I really feel like they work. And I'm like. Okay, all right, let me keep you know, going. <laughs> he came to my dorm room and we were like looking at these videos. It's the, the classic red sweater, <laughs> red sweater videos. And I was like, okay, let me try something. I'm like, oh, wait, oh, wait, this this actually is working. Um, so then I did the um, is it you, Udemy? Is that what he you pronounced? Is Udemy, Udemy, like Academy? Yeah. yeah. Udemy, yeah, okay. Udemy, so yeah. I started, I did the Udemy. It's program. a made up word, so I don't really, <laughs> <follow it. laughs> I don't fault people for not pronouncing it properly, but they say, okay, Udemy. is Udemy, Udemy, like what? Yeah. Right. What yeah. There's a I've lot of people Udemy's, say Udemy. Udemy. It, right, Udemy, it's, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's Udemy. It's supposed to be like Academy, but Udemy. But anyway. Right. And yeah. the pronunciation next to the word. <laughs> right. so people would know how to pronounce it because I definitely didn't know how to pronounce it. Right. Um, but I did those courses. Mm. And I was like, okay, I am getting better. I'm doing these scales. The, oh, right, right. Come on, uh oh. I was like, oh, I'm, doing I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing the exercises. <laughs> and so that led me to like I, what I felt like I did, what I could do with the courses. I was like, okay, let me sign up for, you know, an actual teacher. 
Mm. Which then led me to Mr. Michael Bryant, who mm-hmm. I did my Love consultation it. with. Yeah. And the rest is history. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes. And then it even extends further than that when we get into the video talk and about the yes. music video. <laughs> we'll talk about that as well. So let me ask you, you said you're from Atlanta. And mm-hmm. we know that Atlanta is rich in the arts. You know, they have music, they have the the studios, all of those things. But you're living in New York. So how mm-hmm. did that transition come? Why New York and not Atlanta if, you know, there's a lot of history there for you? Okay. So I think what really started it was that I had been around the arts scene, like mm-hmm. just as a teenager, yeah, uh, young adult, like, when I graduated college, I worked at this um, theme park. It's called Stone Mountain Park for those who are from mm-hmm. Atlanta who okay. may like know what that is. But mm-hmm. uh, I worked in the theater division mm-hmm. for two years. And so I was getting to know more people who worked in the Atlanta community theater work and film mm-hmm. work and all that and music stuff. And mm-hmm. it was cool, but it felt like, well, the city more so is geared to R&B and hip hop. If you're trying to get into like the music industry sector or oh. alternative, there's like this weird sort of bubble of, of alternative. <laughs> oh, interesting. Like, okay. I need yeah. to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I've been to a couple of venues and know so, some people in that, um, in that, what's the word I would call it? That market or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the scene, that's the word. Yeah. The scene. I know the scene. The yeah. scene. And, but if you try to be like anything that's not those two worlds, it's kind of mm. like you don't have a lane here. Mm. Yeah. It's very hard. And, mm. I've always wanted to go to New York. I was actually that was the plan to go to New York for um, undergrad when I was seventeen. I was like, New York or bust. I'm going to mm-hmm. NYU. I'm going to be to school of the arts, and yeah. you can't tell me anything. And right. a, you know, pompous British accent. That's not good. <laughs> but that's how I was at seventeen. I was like, you can't tell me nothing. I'm going to New York. And mm-hmm. then my parents calmly sat me down and <laughs> in their um, office, i.e., their bedroom, mm-hmm. and they're like, here's how much NYU cost. Mm. here's how much Georgia State University costs mm. and you have a scholarship you actually have two scholarships mm. um, so basically you can go for free we're not sending you to NYU wow, <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. and I was just crushed because I was like what do you mean we can afford it and I was like haven't you saved up all this money since I was a kid like a savings account or something and they're like <laughs> they just laughed oh like, my gosh no like there's no Gerber uh savings account right. <laughs> you go in here yeah, <laughs> right. and it's free right um so i've always had like aspirations to go to new york and mm-hmm. so when i was doing like the theater job working mm-hmm. uh other odd jobs and mm-hmm. doing youtube covers because at that point i was doing youtube covers and doing soundcloud and stuff like that yeah um it got to a point like okay i have to do something because i don't see where this is going it feels mm-hmm. like i'm hitting a wall mm-hmm. and one of one of the jobs i was working at uh at the time uh one of my co-workers was an alum of nyu and he mm-hmm. told me about this music business program that nyu has that i was like oh because i heard of, they have two basic music programs they have yeah. one with the clive davis school so if anybody knows who oh, clive okay. davis is mm-hmm. yeah He's, you know, Clive Davis. Right. So the, uh, the Clive Davis School of Recorded Music. So it's a lot of artists have come from that school. El Varner's come from there. Mm. And think of anybody else, but I think I was just thinking of black people. <laughs> <laughs> but no El Varner's complaints here. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, but the music business school is actually in a whole different department and it's more mm. focused on like the actual things in the industry besides the recorded part, like the business stuff, the yeah. law. Of 
mm-hmm. you know, the theory stuff of it all, like how does an industry even like the music industry function mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I was like, okay. Do you, you know? feel like it gave you an edge as an artist? Like, did you were able to really practically use the information or do you feel like, like, yeah, did it, did it mm-hmm. help? It helped. I would definitely say that because um, I had some people who were interested in the program asked me that um, in my DMs a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, oh. yeah, I mean, like, it's a hefty penny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And okay. I feel like, you, I feel like you, there's some things you can find on the internet, especially mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time for me, it was the best thing to go because I was living in my parents' house. Mm-hmm. I was working couple dead end jobs and I was just like what is about to happen and yeah. also my dad was like you have two months to make a decision okay. <laughs> so it was like all right so at New York University here we go yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I uh, left in August 2016 mm-hmm. graduated in 2018 those two years felt like it was a two-year program and they felt like a blur mm-hmm. like it was so much stuff that I had to do so many classes I had to take. And it was also meeting different people like musicians and whatnot. And was making mm-hmm. my first like real EP, like putting mm-hmm. it out on like streaming services and whatnot. So it was like, yeah. I was doing a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in those two years, but I felt like I was getting more traction and like yeah. people who were like, like-minded and like, oh, you, you do this kind of music. And I'm like, yeah, like you get where I'm coming from or you get mm-hmm. where you can, can you take me to a different level? Right. So, it helped me in that regard. And actually the producer who I worked on my first EEP with, he was in my program as well. Okay. So okay. It was like, oh, if I never met you, this, or if I never went to this program, I wouldn't have met you and I mm. wouldn't be where I am in my right. right. So it worked out for me. Yeah. But these two loans that I have are just like, mm. they're there. Maybe we'll get something forgiveness debt. Who knows? I don't know. Look, I'm looking at all the options. <laughs> so am I. With the size military, because I ain't going there. But I know. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> all the other options, like how can I get these forgiven? Because right now they, they ain't looking like they gonna get paid. <laughs> Listen, that's how I feel. <laughs> now you mentioned about an EP, so mm-hmm. I want to make sure I got this timeline right. Tell me, in in terms of your EP, when did Welcome to Adulthood come into play? Oh, okay. So that's so funny that you bring up that song because mm-hmm. my dad, that's the one song that my dad jokes about all the time. Really? Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wrote it, I wrote it when I was still living with them. Um, oh, okay. okay. 20, was it 2015? 20, end of 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. It was around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote that song because I was so <laughs> sick of working at these two jobs that I had. <laughs> I love the jobs, but it was just like, I'm working two jobs. I'm traveling mm-hmm. like back and forth to different parts of Georgia. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm saving money, but I don't know what I'm saving for. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm really not feeling like I'm an adult. I feel like mm-hmm. this is not what, or not what I thought being an adult was like. Mm-hmm. But um, the whole theme about like, you know, when you're a kid, you want to be an adult so bad. And when you're an adult, mm-hmm. you want to be a kid. Yeah. That, that sort of theme kept coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, 
writing um, in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to get this out. I'm going to get this thing. This, this something has to get out because I'm so angry about this. I have a lot of angst about this transitional period that I was going through. Yeah. And my cousins were at my parents' house one day. And my cousin, my older cousin, uh, he's like a couple years older than me. He was going through that same sort of thing too. Like this, this you know, transitional phase you go through mm-hmm. in your early 20s. Um, the quarter life crisis, as folks like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousin um, was like, oh, welcome to adulthood. This is what it is. And I was like, mm-hmm. ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was inspiration. Inspiration. So I went back yeah. into uh, my little lab <laughs> that I, yeah. I had, had my little setup. Um, and I was working on GarageBand at the time. So for the folks who were like, oh, like, I don't know if GarageBand is a good, like, um, audio station to work on music. Yes, that that's all. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. GarageBand. Um, well, at least the demo version was. And a okay. lot of the demo still made it to the final version. Yeah. But that's how that song came to be. And mm-hmm. then when I moved to New York, because um, I had, like, a, I was writing a lot, like, mm-hmm. throughout um, my time before I moved to New York. Mm-hmm. So when I met my producer at the time, I was like, here are some songs that I've been working on. Mm. Like, because I was like, I'm going to make an album. I'm going to make mm. an album so bad. <laughs> like, making an album. I have an album set of songs. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's do mm-hmm. it. And he was kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, calm it down. Calm it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when we were like hashing stuff out in the studio and like pre production, we came up with like five songs that were going to like, they felt right together. Mm-hmm. And also, I can only afford five songs from that producer. So yes, like, yeah, I get it. Five. Artistry is important. I mean, artistry is is is, is expensive. So yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. So welcome to Doho. It was like the like now this is gonna be the single because we worked on that one for the longest too. It was mm-hmm. the first one we worked on too. It was such a process. Um, but yeah, that song that song has a special place in in the heart. And t- yeah. tell tell us about in the head. <laughs> Tell us about the video because one thing when I think about you as an artist and um you know in your brand, I noticed that one thing Tom McKinney is going to do is give you a nice developed storyline and music video to go with your song. because <laughs> you know, there's there's Welcome to Adulthood, there's Mutual, there's Crossroads, there's you know, and you keep building and building. So as far as Welcome to Adulthood, I know it's shot in DC. And mm-hmm. so what, what was the inspiration to shoot in DC and, and, you know, putting that whole story together? Well, I definitely wanted to shoot somewhere that was like a metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. Um, New York was also too cold at the time. Like we had mm-hmm. snow mm-hmm. and I was like, well, if Michael's going to shoot it, why not? <laughs> 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 well, Michael right. yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, if y'all are there, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can come up here. I can come down there because I had um, two friends that yeah. you guys met right. um, who lived in DC, so I was staying with them because mm-hmm. um, that was during my spring break, mm-hmm. my first year of my program. Yeah. So I was like, well, I want to shoot in a city, and you know, logistics and convenience. I was like, shoot, let's go to DC because <laughs> 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 you know, being being a like a film producer, I'm like, yeah. Look, where can we cut costs? Right, right, we... right, <laughs> right, right, right. No, I totally so, get it. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was the main reason why. Well, two reasons why I was like logistics and also like, hey, it's still a city, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get out of here. <laughs> I want to ask you because you yeah. mentioned about like Atlanta being uh, R and B, hip hop, and with a s- surprising splash of like alternative. What? Mm-hmm. How do you cl- how do you classify your music for mm-hmm. people who haven't heard it? Um, it's very. <laughs> pop soul it's like a hybrid of those two things um mm-hmm. 
that's what I've been told. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it's 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 those two. I do believe it's those two things, but it's like growing because I'm constantly expanding, and I also have like a lot of influences. Mm-hmm. Like I did listen to pop and R and B growing up my entire life, but I also listened to gospel. Mm-hmm. I also listened to country, <laughs> 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 and there's definitely some in, some country influences you can hear on certain yeah. songs and um, even songs that I haven't put out yet. Like there's I'm leaning more into my country bag, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also alternative rock too. Um, mm. I listened to a lot of rock in my high school days. I was mm-hmm. going through a thing where I thought I was emo. Right. You know, <laughs> like black emo kids, you know, like I wore a lot of black. <laughs> okay. Okay. <Let> me find <laughs> out. I didn't do the, you know, the nail polish thing. Cause you know, my dad would probably kill me. But, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get into that too. We're going to get into we're that. Get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely had like a lot of, I have a lot of influences um, mm-hmm. in my music, but uh, one, uh, one, friend of mine she said you know you're like jason Mraz meets john legend and i was mm. like i was like hmm i'm not okay. opposed to that that you know because yeah. at first i was like john legend i was like i listen to john legend where you get that from <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, I, now i listen to john legend but like yeah. i didn't listen to john legend in that sort of gestation like you know yeah infantation period of like musical influences i was like I wouldn't listen to John Legend like that. I just know ordinary people mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. Save Room. That's it. But now right. I'm like, okay, no, I actually do like John Legend's music. Yeah. Um, so it was weird when people were, were comparing me to like those two. I can see the Jason Mraz thing because I right. definitely listen to Jason Mraz, Kobe Calais. Yeah. I'm very much that like at the end of the day, that singer songwriter type dude, mm-hmm. like in my guitar. And I'm like, in my core like even with my writing process like i'm always like use my guitar or Mm -hmm. now that i have a keyboard like i'll try to do something on the keyboard you know still because i used to play a little bit but not that great so i'm now back at it and do stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah stripped down that's always me like i'm always going to be a singer songwriter whenever so i may write a country song right pop song i may write an r&b song mm-hmm. i may write a you know a jazz number because i'm yeah. very jazzy like my mm-hmm. voice is very like very jazzy yeah so uh yeah so it's it's very much a variety of things but pop and soul i can definitely see those two being the main things because i write in a very um standard pop structure mm-hmm. pop songwriting mm-hmm. structure right but I like using sort of soulful elements um, to um, add to the pop. <laughs> the pop. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I want to, I want to kind of jump into um, a slightly deeper topic for a second. So, as we're talking okay. about your your genre, and we're talking about you being a songwriter. So, one of your songs, there's a part in "Boys Like Me," "Boys mm-hmm. Like Me," which is on one of your EP that. Um, I love this song. I, we might have to talk, you know, eventually about, oh, who knows, if there can be a visual we might put to it, but we'll talk about that later. You'll talk about that. But in Boys Like Me, because I want to kind of get in your head about your your thought process when you write. There's a part in this song where you're talking about there's so much pressure to prove that you're not weak. There's so much pressure, so much pressure to prove that you ain't weak. That's not me, nor do I want it to be. But I can't help but think those roofs are planted skin deep. 
But I'm not afraid to go against the grain I just hope I meet someone along the way So are there other boys like me? That particular part of the piece, can you expound on that a little bit? Like, where, where did that come from? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember when I wrote that song and it was very, mm -hmm. I was still living with my parents. Um, mm -hmm. And me and my dad, we've always had this like friction mm -hmm. when it came to like me and my sexuality, because even though when I wasn't even out, it was like there was, you could always tell that I was different. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't like the stereotypical, you know, black mm -hmm kid step back mm -hmm. straight guy kid whatever you want to call it mm -hmm. um like i was in the musicals for crying out loud <laughs> <laughs> so we always had this like friction growing up mm -hmm. and then i was also like really coming out by the time that i was transitioning to new york so mm -hmm. like already came out to him we already had like a fallout and everything and um it was just a lot of turmoil tension going around mm -hmm. Um, and so with that, when I was, and I was using that song to kind of like process and, you know, sort of soothe my own spirit in a way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but with that, that, those lyrics, uh, I was definitely trying to like retrain my brain from the things that I was taught. Mm -hmm. So you can't wear shorts above the knee. That's yeah. not what men do. Like mm -hmm. if you wear shorts above, above the knee, then, you know, so stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I guess I, don't play golf then. Cause like, oh, don't run track. Cause there's they are yeah, yeah, gays yeah, everywhere. You're going to swing. And if you, if you, if you got, you know, some big business down there, folks gonna see anyway. So, but it was a lot of those rules of like, you can't do this. You can't talk with your hands because you'll seem very oh um, unhinged mm -hmm. yeah and i talk with my hands a lot like that's mm -hmm. that's how i express myself as i'm doing it right now right. Um, so it was a lot of like don't do this like and i want to recalibrate my brain i want to unlearn these things but they're so embedded in me because i was like beaten into me mm -hmm. by you know males in my family the society you know it's mm -hmm it's just especially the black men it's like it's so deep ingrained mm -hmm. on like what a man is mm -hmm. that you're just like how do i not still mm -hmm. act like these things or how do these things still not like our second nature because it's literally in my skin yeah wow. yeah um but the whole wanting to find someone who could help me go against the grain mm -hmm. and some people thought because i've asked some people like are you talking about like you want to find a boyfriend i'm like no that's actually not what no, I, was I, you know, I didn't even get that vibe though that's interesting yeah yeah I I mean, you meant, like allies yeah yeah, yeah that's, but it's with music you know yeah. that's true that's true that's true um but i was like no i really want to just find like friends like just people who are like also going through the same thing you know yeah. we can be like let's go against the grade together like <laughs> <play it>. <laughs> <laughs> like let's let's go against the heteronormative uh heteronormative hetero ah, what is that word heteronormative that's it yeah uh, mm -hmm. going against that grain so that's yeah. what that's about um hopefully to find other people who are on that same journey the same journey yeah, yeah. I, th it's, I think the i love your boldness with your image and then with your lyrics and you, you mentioned earlier about father and you know we we can navigate around things if we need to um, but, you, but, but you had a song called father as well mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so i'm kind of curious has and I don't know if this is too personal or not. Has has your father heard that song? Has he heard that track? Is is he is he aware of it? <laughs> I asked my mom that because <laughs> I was like, we were, when I released that song, actually, I wrote I wrote that song five times. Mm. I was I rewrote it five times because I was trying to make sure 
that I wasn't villainizing him, Mm. but also just making sure the story was accurate. Yeah. Uh, And it's for those who, uh, who have never heard either one of those songs, Boys Like Mm. Me or Father. Boys Like Me is like the first movie. Father is like the sequel. (laughs) Mm, Gotcha. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Where I get to like, here's the root of the problem. Right. <laughs> right. Well, my, well, my uh, set of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I wrote it, I was kind of like, I really wanted to not like kind of bash him because I'm like, no, we're not bashing, but we are going to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And so when I put it out, we weren't on speaking terms. We weren't talking. There was mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of just turmoil and just not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Very um, strained relationship. But my mom heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. And then she was just like, no, like this, this is accurate. Cause you know, she mm. was the one that had like the front row seat to yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, she was like, no, this is exactly what happened. So right. Like you didn't say like, oh, fuck you. Like you don't love me. Like it was kind of like, I get where you're coming from. Mm. I get why you are the way you are, but I gotta be who I am mm. or I'm gonna die. Like mm. I'm going to literally just choke myself through stress, through mm. you know substance abuses. Like I could see that path that I was heading towards because mm-hmm. I wasn't allowing myself to feel the emotions and whatnot that I was yeah. feeling about my whole coming. It happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was Absolutely. like, no, we 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 gotta you know. Say it plain, say it straight. <laughs> right, right. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, and get it out because that's just it. It is what it is, and um, I get a lot of people. Um, who are queer and who are not mm-hmm. they they'll tell me, they'll come in my dms and like you know that song that song right there like that that one whoo that that touched on some 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 sore yeah. spots but thank yeah. you for for brett for putting that out because that's just so like ah. father oh father will you ever look at me the same father Father, oh father, will you ever look at me the same, father? And now, <clears throat> for me, you know, I'm getting a little choked up now talking about it because it's still mm-hmm. like when I play it live, it's just mm-hmm. so like, whoo, okay, so that's all. <laughs> yeah. And me and my dad, we're on like speaking terms, we're, we're, we have a rapport with each other. We still, you know, agree to disagree and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Um, but it's kind of like there's like you will have to respect my me. You just have to respect yeah, and your story and my story. And this is me. I, I just want to say I appreciate uh-huh. you being so vulnerable. I said it many times in many other podcasts that as black uh-huh. people, I feel like one of the things that hurts our community the most is this kind of irrational allegiance to privacy. And uh-huh. I think it's to our own detriment. I think that sharing stories like this is how we edify and admonish uh-huh. one another. It's how we grow and heal. And I think we're, it's antithetical to what our parents and grandparents' generation yeah. did. They held everything in. Which I think has a lot to do with heart disease and stuff even more than diet and exercise, really. Right. <laughs> a lot of just ha- like unspoken trauma. And like one thing I've learned about the nervous system is in order to heal, you mm. have to let yourself feel it. You have to allow yourself to acknowledge what happened. Yeah. This whole thing, oh, we're so private. I won't put my family out there. I get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's it, it'll... I don't think this is hyperbole at all. I feel like it saves lives, songs mm-hmm. like that. And when you speak out. And so, um, yeah, I think it's very important. I wish more people um, were willing to go there because I think it's, I think mm-hmm. it's worth, um, yeah, I think it's worth risking your parents being a little miffed or your dad being. Right. 
I don't like the whole thing about, well, I, like we can agree to disagree. Because my thing is the fact that I, my existence is not up for debate. You mm -hmm. can't disagree with the fact that I exist or my, my right to exist. And you were saying that you agreed and then we realized we had some technical stuff, but do you remember what you were gonna say? So I was saying with the whole agree and disagreeing with like my, my dad and other people who are would agree with my dad on certain issues with regarding sexuality and whatnot, it became to a point where I don't agree. I, I see where you're coming from. We, I, you can do the whole agree to disagree stance if that makes, helps you sleep at night. I'm just not gonna argue about my existence anymore. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Mm -hmm. so I respect that's, that's your view, mm -hmm. but you're gonna respect <clears throat> that I exist. So mm -hmm. it's for, for me and him, it's more so like, hey, yeah. it's who I am, this is who you are. Like, I don't expect you at the wedding, unfortunately, but I'm not about to debate my existence with you. Mm -hmm. Like, we just can't, I'm too exhausted to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's with anybody, I'm like, mm-mm. Y'all want to keep saying that we don't exist? Okay, all right, good night. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, right. I just really can't because I've encountered that still, like this, well, this past year, mm. um, with like social media discourse and family mm. members still. Mm. And I was like, you really still believe that? After, you know, X, Y, and Z person that came out, after uh, these children have come out, like Zaya mm. Wade, I'm like, after this child has come out, and like, there's right. so many, you know, ends of the spectrum mm -hmm. of people who are you know are coming out who've been out like they, they exist now yeah. i have to ask you this i'm a little bit older than you and so in my in my day <laughs> i was really pressed by management record label to hide there were people who knew i was gay but i was strong i was told flat out guard the secret with your life nobody can know mm -hmm. did that ever occur to you to i feel like it's a little different for y'all but did, did it ever cross your mind like, oh, if I want real success, maybe I need to hide it or? Oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Yeah. When I tell you, like, it's it's still a thing. It's still really there's only like a little bit, a little bit of leeway room, a little bit of like, OK, you know, we mm -hmm. are here. We, we, I see your, at least in one of your videos, I saw you are chummy with a guy you know like, and two two yeah, okay okay two so mutual you know, I mean, and sex on camera but y'all yeah. but it's obvious like a romantic which i thought was great but mm -hmm. what kind of response did you get to did, was it any i don't know it, it was very it was two-sided it was mm. people who are like i love this i love this this is great i love this uh, actually, though, it was three sides. It was people who they loved it. They were proud of me because they knew for me it was a very much a personal decision mm -hmm. and personal like accomplishment mm -hmm. more so than like career wise. Mm -hmm. There were people who were just like, cool video. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay. And then there were people who were just like, like just silent, like, and I'm talking like, not like close friends, but just like, yeah. people, you know, associates and they were just like, you know, crickets. Mm -hmm. Like, right. we're gonna bash it. But right. they just weren't going to celebrate it or push it forward either. Mm. So, and I know that there's been like a kind of progression in how comfortable you've allowed yourself to be in front of the camera with a male lead because you had mutual, mm -hmm. and you know, and, and of course you can see there was a romantic interest, but then you have chill 
and y'all kissing y'all in the bed you know <laughs> not having sex not having sex but you know in the bed cuddling and yeah. you know so and, and, and the thing we'll get to that next level uh, on the next project but yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But, but you know you know this is normative you know normal behavior for music videos of romantic mm. interest you know what i mean but of course with being a queer artist i was curious as well as eric was asking how the feedback has been you know what I mean? And so you mentioned that some people accept it and some people just kind of silent. So does that deter you in any way about moving forward? Like, how do you, how do you accept all of that? It's, it deterred me. I won't, I will be very transparent. With mm-hmm. Mutual, I didn't give a fuck about Mutual because it was like, <laughs> I have to do this because mm-hmm. that was one of the first songs that I wrote about a guy where it was like, I'm using male pronouns. Mm-hmm. Because okay. when I first started doing music, like, covers like just songs i put on soundcloud i was not using pronouns because i was Mm. still kind of like am i going to insert my gayness my queerness into my art like Mm. that's still it was still up for debate for like uh, i'll say four or five years Mm. Um, because i kind of i got started i would say literally like trying to do something musical in like 2012 um so yeah, I was very much like, I don't know if I'm gonna do that yet. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like, I love Frank Ocean, but seeing how Frank Ocean had to deal with all that shit, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like, with Mutual, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I gotta do this because I done went through all this shit to come out. I'm mm-hmm. not about to go back in. So I'm saying, boy, and there's gonna be a man at the end mm-hmm. of this coffee table. <laughs> and I love it. We're gonna do what the hell we gotta do. Mm-hmm. And what also was inspiring to me about like just putting more of myself into that, like in the visual aspect, mm-hmm. is that there's so many other white gay artists, queer artists who are doing that. And mm-hmm. not saying that they don't have their own struggles with that as but well. The rules like, are different for them, though. That's for yeah. damn sure. It's, it's different. It's different yeah. for them. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, I'll be damned if Sam Smith, Troy Savon, Haley Kiyoko, you know, the list mm-hmm. goes on, Tegan and Sarah, they can do all that. And we only got M and E K and Frank Ocean, who has still not done something of where like you, oh, he's doing like you know, he's putting his queerness into like a visual. It's like we just know he there. He an enigma. But I'm like, yeah. there's no sort of like in your face, right? This yeah. this is a black queer person with uh, has a uh, love interest that's also a black queer person. Mm-hmm. Like that ain't out there. Like yeah. or it's it's very small. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, I want to do that too. Like, fuck it. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, and so that's where chill came from because I was like, okay, because the whole the concept of like chill of like how that song came to be and how I put mm-hmm. it out, it was just like, all right, well, I'm trying to keep myself busy in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer hit me up like, hey, what you working on? I got a song. I actually wrote that song before mutual i wrote that song when oh, i was wow. living in atlanta like okay. it's old yeah. <laughs> it's an old song right uh, i was like i knew i wanted to use it for some project of, that i was working on yeah and i was like oh hey here's a song and like let's just see what we can do mm-hmm. and i was like okay chill i'm talking about all these things i would do with my man if that mm-hmm. man existed so i'm like <laughs> I got to put a dude in the video. Right. <laughs> like it, right. it needs to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And we have to like, not be like, Oh, you know, we're, we're on a date, but we didn't have any sort of embracing. It's like, we're going to be hugged up. We're going to be domestic. And, you know? Right. 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 
<laughs> I thought it was so well done, man. I think, and, and as we mentioned earlier, with you being a cinematographer and um, also an editor, you know, you write out your your scripts and stuff, and so there's certainly treatment. a flow. You're right. Yeah, he he had that treatment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I could be getting my treatments. I'm like, all right, here you go. Here's a shot. This is what we're gonna do. This all right, all right. We're gonna cut it. I, I actually like that though, because I just have something to follow. You know what I mean? So, well, to um, combine two things, I want to ask you this because we talked about like quarantine and how we have to move a little different mm-hmm. and um and i <laughs> despite my previous rant not judging like i said i've been doing stuff too but let me ask you how has quarantine affected the way the pursuit of you know your career is manifested at this point like are you doing more zoom gigs are you still are, were you singing in the park like were you writing more instead of like what, what's been how has it shifted because of this um so definitely last year i was writing more i was just mm-hmm. constantly making demos um in my setup that i have uh mm-hmm. in my my room i was just demoing stuff out i did like ig lives for the first time which was yeah. an interesting experience I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay all right we're all doing the instagram thing now <laughs> and i'm very much a excuse me i'm very much a in-person kind of person mm. so i'd rather go in the park mm-hmm. and do something than like being on the internet i don't know why it's mm-hmm. weird um but i was just doing that because i still felt like if you went in the park like it was kind of like i don't know like even though the park is a thing now there's still everybody's going to the park now because mm-hmm. that's the only place people can congregate mm-hmm. so it's still like hey you can still catch it <laughs> if you're not too careful so i was like let me just be safe and do the agile mm-hmm. life thing and that's where like a lot of people were just kind of like gearing towards that platform and mm-hmm. some stuff was on zoom too so i was doing a couple of zoom gigs yeah. uh, so that was kind of the status quo the new norm for mm-hmm. all intents and purposes but yeah definitely writing and demoing more was like the main thing that i was doing like literally before quarantine actually happened mm-hmm. like new year's day last year i actually made the demo for chill like i was actually like okay let's like make let's start doing demos like you know exploring your production um skills and stuff like that mm-hmm. and yeah i was just like okay demo here demo there doing this doing that doing covers and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of like hey i'm still an artist y'all like we know we can't do shit but hey, <laughs> <laughs> I still sing. you know music still uh, heals us all and unites right. us all <laughs> but you know i th- i think it's it's, a, it's an interesting time because as artists we're kind of forced to find new ways to connect you know what i mean to our fans or supporters whatever you want to call them and i know that can be challenging is there any other challenges that you've experienced you know you know being in this time or you just kind of oh yeah. Like, um, yeah you you, you already know what well. challenge <laughs> <laughs> so getting records done like getting them like actually mixed and mastered and produced mm-hmm. and working remotely mm-hmm. has been a task <laughs> yeah, right. that's the right word to say it's just been a very hard task to do because mm-hmm. i'm used to recording by myself um mm-hmm. i've always done that um but i've always like i'll make a solid demo i know where my where my you know limitations are like mm-hmm. i'll give you a solid demo i'll have the whole thing then <laughs> out to you mm-hmm. like you know Here's a drum, here's a drum programming, here's the guitars. I don't play that well, but you know what I'm trying to get at. And then I'll like take it to a producer who is very well versed and mm-hmm. you know, to make it better. Um, but I usually go to the studio for that. Mm-hmm. And studios were shut down. Um, like the studio that I did my second EP um, at, they were like, we are not taking anybody. <laughs> and mm-hmm. we, are, yeah. we are 
shut down. Um, yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, sorry. And I'm like, okay, all right, cool. Um, so what are we, how's, how's music going to get made? Because I don't know people. Like, I mean, the people I know are not working and the, the right. people who I've been working with doing the remote thing was not working at all. Like we mm-hmm. made it work for chill, but it was like, yeah, like this is not going to do good for the long term just because I'm that type of, and this is where my analness comes in. Mm-hmm. I need to be, not only to hover over you, like mm-hmm. to make sure work is getting done, yeah. but I need to see, like, I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. can you send me the, the, the mix one? Can you, right. like, send me mix two? Like, if you mm-hmm. give me, if you treat me as like, as a customer or whatever like that, you are going to, you know, be on top of your things and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I won't do that because like, okay, mm-hmm. you're giving me, you're setting the precedent that you're about your business. Mm-hmm. But when you're not about your business and, you know, we're in a remote situation and quarantine, I'm like, so what are you doing? Cause um, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to do yeah. with it here. <laughs> you know, and it's 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 so challenging as independent artists because unless you have a full fledged team, yeah. you know what I mean, a lot of the tasks mm-hmm. fall on you. You know what I mean? Lot, so you have to yeah. deal with so many different personalities, the meetings, the people dropping the ball, you know what I mean? And time is money and it 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 can be kind of crazy. So I know that <laughs> that's, that can be a headache at times. But it's, you seem to be it, doing it's a headache. It's yeah. it definitely can be a headache because I, like you said, I wear too many different hats. I am the booking agent. I'm the manager. Mm-hmm. I'm the singer. I am also the uh, the writer. I'm also right. um, the producer. As far as like producing you shows, you have like a goal to be signed, yeah. or 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 do you want to stay independent? Or I guess let me ask you, what is success? And I'm using heavy hand quotes for people who aren't looking at this. Mm-hmm. What is success for you with this? Do you feel like I've achieved it? You feel like success is further up ahead when I get to blank? Like, what, what is it for you? So I'm actually still grappling with that mm-hmm. definition now. Because mm-hmm. um, within the past two years of mm-hmm. me being in New York, and I had like a really good successful year as far as an artist in 2019. I was doing a lot of stuff. Um, I was getting some traction, like in London for songs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I was, oh, I was wow. like, oh, I'm doing stuff. I'm performing. I'm, I'm. This is what I've been working for my whole life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I did a show um, at Rockwood Music Hall, mm-hmm. uh, which is like one of my like benchmark venues to perform at. As far as like, mm-hmm. I want to work. I want to perform there one day. Mm-hmm. And I had did it, and it was my second time. And there was a moment I was singing some song, um, and. I just felt like, is this it? I think, is this, is this it? <laughs> I'm like, and I, and I felt very uncomfortable with like accepting that that was it. Cause I'm like, no, like I have plans for a big stadium arena tour one day. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm trying to get on my Beyonce shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want the big LED screen in the back. I want the big uh, drawbridge that goes into the front, you know, of the crowd. Mm. I'm like, hello, like, Hi everyone, put your lighters up. <laughs> <laughs> like waving back and forth. Like sing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> like I've always had that vision as a 12-year-old. Like I mm-hmm. want that big show that like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm also kind of like, you're getting to your 30s soon. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's not saying that it can't happen, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm-hmm. what do you really want to do? Mm. with your art like what mm. do you really what are you trying to like what's the what's the why why are you doing this mm-hmm. is it to have that big sort of stadium like experience mm-hmm. or is it like telling stories or put putting more so visuals forward that help advance 
our mm-hmm. plight as people. Right. So my version of success as of today <laughs> <laughs> is just to put out projects that push me forward as a person, but also mm-hmm. just highlight our existence in a mm-hmm. I don't like the word normal because that's not mm-hmm. I don't want to use that word, but mm-hmm. we here too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's yeah, basically absolutely. what I'm I've been trying to do. Um because even yeah. with the songs that I've been working on for my next project, mm-hmm. they're very much songs about pride okay. and songs about just acceptance. Uh but not in like, you know, oh I finally accept who I am and I'm gonna cry about it. It's like yeah. no, like <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, what's good? What's good? All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna talk about ish. You know, I'm talking about how, like, I, you know, messed around with this dude over here, you know, not in a very, like, <laughs> you know, being sexually crazy or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, I, other folks doing it. Yeah, they got the watch. I mean, you know, yeah, other folks doing it, too. Yeah, but so. I, I, I was <laughs> that, that person who was like, I'm going to talk about, like, met this guy in the club, then went to the bathroom, and, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, you know, I was never that person who was, like, for that in music. Like, you know, I'm very sex yeah. positive. Like, everybody do what they do. Yeah. But me, I didn't feel comfortable doing that as, mm-hmm. in, as far as an art form. But, mm-hmm. you know, I am a man, and I do mm-hmm. have sex. Mm-hmm. And I have, the way that I have sex, I would like to have, hear that in a song. Yeah, yeah. So, that's right. you know, singing in a very, you know, like, we still get down, but we do it in a classy way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we get classy, then we get nasty. Like, hey, that's <laughs> what we do. Right, so, right. I just want to put more stuff out there like that, like mm-hmm. the, sending those messages out so that yeah. just people can hear them because um, this artist who, Eric, you know who this artist is, um, Don Richard from Dandy Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, no, right, yeah. Yeah, like we we have like a, we have like a small rapport with each other. Like we we social media friends. Like we cool. Awesome. We like, hey girl, how you doing? Like, What's up? We we have like a little DM chat every now. Like, it's been very few, <laughs> but um, I got to meet her and I got to open up for her um, a couple of years ago. At this like black queer festival oh, that's that dope. organization yes. uh, in New York had put on a couple of years ago. But she, what well, she said on Twitter one day, kind of just like hit me in the chest and in the face. Just like sometimes you got to get you know, yourself your own flowers because you may not be even here to get the praises that you you know you should mm-hmm. get while you're alive. You know mm-hmm. you're dead because twenty years from now, or not twenty, but you know what I'm saying like a hundred years from now, <laughs> somebody else will, will discover yeah. you, and they're like, oh, Don did that. Like, oh, we love Don. I'm like, oh, Tommy Kip, you did that. You ain't here, but we love you. We thank you for <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, legacy. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, like all the time. Afraid. Just so. like I was reading an article yesterday about the woman and with the effed up part. I'm about to forget her name. Mm-hmm. One of the four women who um, refused to get off the bus before Rosa Parks, and how she yeah. was trying to push mm-hmm. to to be um to get her recognition mm-hmm. and um but she was 14 crap i cannot think of her name mm-hmm. but she was yeah. mm, it's, it's all on the tip of my brain i could see her face even in, in the picture but she was 14 and um she was too they felt like she wasn't like the right she didn't represent you mm-hmm. know what rosa parks is rosa parks was older and more educated and some people say her light skin she represented them or represented the middle class better and da, 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 da. And so it was very strategic because she was not the only one but the point is she, 
she's only just now starting to get some of the recognition. Mm -hmm. It messed up her life even like, you know, as far as her, like she had to drop out of college and she was seen as like a troublemaker. She was trying to be an activist. But the point is now people are like, Oh, thank you, girl. Like, okay. It's like that, you know, but I, (laughs) I think about that sometimes like somebody has to be the one to put themselves on the line. And we've talked about this a lot with the, with the Check Them Out podcast, how a lot of times, especially gay or just queer, whatever, LGBTQIA people, especially black males, though, mm-hmm. they tend to be like, well, I'm just so private. I'm just so private. And I, and I, and I don't want to risk anything. And I feel like if, if our parents' generation felt, well, my parents' generation, my parents might be a little older. If they felt that way, we wouldn't have no civil rights movement. If they're like, yeah. I don't want to, because now today, not diminishing people with literal clinically diagnosed anxiety, but these days, everyone, my anxiety, it's like we don't want to do nothing. And mm-hmm. it's like at some point, somebody's got to find some bravery or some courage. Because if everybody felt this way, we would have made no progress, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, so I really commend you for um, mm-hmm. not only putting out great music, but being like, like I'm going to have a man in this video. And I'm going to talk right. about this in my classy way. I think it's powerful. I remember my first time hearing Bryant, the rapper, hearing, hearing this really attractive mm-hmm. gay mm-hmm. rap very explicitly about <laughs> ice cream yeah. it was like metaphorically explicit but but yeah it was pretty, actually it was pretty explicit so mm-hmm. um yeah but i just remember appreciating it's like he's he sounds so good mm-hmm. he looks like a star he sounds like a star and he's, mm-hmm. he's going all the way there it's just unabashed he's not trying to sugarcoat it or use a bunch of they's yeah because like, you know a lot of mm-hmm. us when we first come out we will they you to death with them <laughs> we will not we will oh, not give you the mask and the pronouns nothing mm-hmm. yeah. they um they um mm. they, I, yeah they, they over here because i broke mm-hmm. up with, with them because they was like um right. the, the person the person yeah the person literally like i was giving them a lot um like even in uh my writing, like in my early journals, uh, well, not early journals, but like journals when I was in college, when I was really coming to terms with my sexuality, I was, I had looked back and I saw that I was like initialing like the guy that I was like in love with. Like I gave him, I, it was initial of his, like his first name. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like writing it out at all. Cause <laughs> if somebody had found my journals, like, right. like, like it would never know. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, how far we have come, but I was like, I felt so sad because yeah. I was like, that guy, that kid was yeah. so deeply repressed and mm-hmm. just stressed and anxious and mm-hmm. a lot of emotion. So that's what I do what I do because I don't want anybody to ever go through that. Like, that's awesome. You can see me, you can see me in my chocolateiness. You can like, hey, right. there's somebody of my skin color because that's also a factor. Like right. my skin color, who was out, who was doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And if they made it, then I can do it too. Not saying that, you know, the journey is easy, um, mm-hmm. either one of us or whoever, but it's yeah. just like, okay, I see it. I can do it. Cause that's. You, you don't even know thing. whose lives you're affecting. I was just right. talking to a friend the other day who was in the acting world. I won't say his name, but we were talking about, um, not Ian Patrick. Who's Noah's art? Who did Coke? Polk. Patrick, oh, Patrick Ian yeah. Polk. Thank yeah, you, Patrick, yeah. Patrick Ian Polk. Um, about how the show was not considered a commercial success. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, even though if you've ever seen the series, it's a bit fantastical. It's a little all over the place. Oh, yeah, I, I have watched it. Then. The series was important <laughs> to me because growing up the way I grew up, I had never seen gay men 
because I definitely did not feel like I could relate to them directly because they were all kind of like, well, you're like a Wade. You, they were you, they were doing a, they were doing a lot, <laughs> but but <laughs> but, but in, uh, maybe in some ways I could relate a little bit more to to Wade in some ways. But it was my first time seeing gay black men happy and mm. partnered and mm. with family and community amongst themselves. And I had never mm. seen it. I had seen happy gays in terms of being comic relief. Mm-hmm. And just like just a clown or like a, a, a eunuch amongst a bunch of women, you know, and just yeah. basically. But it was my first time seeing, even though they were a lot of, they were more um, femme, I appreciated that because it humanized them and it let me see like, okay, I don't have to be afraid of, of this because they were represented. Mm-hmm. Like Noah was not no, <laughs> like Noah's going to give you a skirt and some old tendrils just coming down. <laughs> but you know, mm-hmm. but, I, but I found myself really rooting for him and, and, and finding him very endearing. Yeah. Um, and my, but my point is this, somebody had to do it, you know, like mm-hmm. at some point, like, and I, and I think that even though it wasn't the mainstream success of like friends or something, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think that that's worthless. I think it's dangerous mm-hmm. to, um, to only look at value in terms of the, the bigness of the it. Commercial success. I feel, yeah. I feel like what he did was extremely powerful and it helped to further along like the evolution of really, of really the community and, and yeah. humanity. I don't think it's, I think stuff like that is important. So I feel like um, with the work you're doing, just keep doing it because keep um, doing it. whether or not you have a Katy Perry pyrotechnic show, like, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> like you said, it, it could definitely still happen. Right. But even if it doesn't go that way, that doesn't mean, and also, you know, there are people like Brandy or Lettucey, I feel like who are only just now getting some of their credit. You know, mm-hmm. and they've been Especially doing medicine. stuff for, yeah. yeah. I know you yeah. can say Brandy was like a teen pop star, but as far as people recognizing Brandy, so when I was younger, people didn't think of Brandy as this great vocalist. Like, because yeah. y'all, a lot of, well, not y'all, but a lot of people have this revisionist history. I'm like, <laughs> come on, y'all. Nobody was saying that she was this incredible, but but she's getting it now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so I, you know, it, it, it can happen later all, or it can happen mm-hmm. next week, you know, or whatever. Um, but I think that success is, I feel like you're already successful in a lot of respects because you're doing things that a lot of artists, I definitely have worked with some famous closeted artists in my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will not name a single name, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, some, and I mean some, some A-list mainstream ass famous. And I feel like it wasn't really successful because they never got to be authentic, famous really. as themselves. Yeah. yeah they weren't yeah. authentic. So it's like, okay, yeah, you won, but kind of in a costume, you know, right. like, yeah. you know, so don't, mm-hmm. if you didn't, did, you didn't really do it. That guy did, that person mm-hmm. you created, but. Yeah, the character, um, the character, yeah. not yeah. you. It, to mm-hmm. me, it's like winning on that show with the mask, mask singer, thing. but you never get <laughs> right. to take the mask off. Right. It's like, so you just, you won as like fire cat, you know, <laughs> like, you know. Right, like gotta you move did. that mask, move that mask. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, so, you know, it's, not, it's a hollow victory to me. So I feel like yeah. it's, it's more powerful doing because I when I was back in the day when I was in the industry in the mainstream part of it I remember thinking how how there were so many gay black men around and and they were all complicit in encouraging other black gay men to stay closeted and I thought on numerous occasions like how powerful would it be if all these men just right now was like you know what fuck this let's all just be real and come out with it mm-hmm. like it was, it was just because it's, it's full of gay it's, Full of gay motherfuckers. <laughs> and then when you when you like when you are for people who are listening, uh, watching, and they're also in the industry or not yet in the industry, when you get in it, 
and you just meet one, he'd be like, oh, 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 wait, wait, ding, ding, ding. Right, like, right, oh, right. Okay. He'd be like, oh, you, oh, you, oh, oh, right. oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I didn't know about that one. Because oh. look, even high, you mentioned Clive Davis earlier, even people as high as Clive Davis, you know? Come like, on, it's, it's now me being bisexual and he's like 90 years old 90 you know years I mean? old i'm like so you and was so you was by the entire time all right all, right. all those years yeah all those years mm-hmm. there, all there's right. some people who i'm still waiting on like people are lucky that i'm the type of person to not just go around talking <laughs> because i take that very seriously i don't believe in outing people yes but there's some people who i know I'm just kind of waiting for like when I'm 50 or 60 for me to be like being interviewed and be like, okay, we just found out that you used to date so-and-so and they're willing to let you talk about it on this, um, <laughs> on, on this, on this special with whoever is the top. Oprah, like, the first, yeah. You know, so like, yeah, like, so, I mean, I knew, but I ain't saying that. Yeah. Cause it, it, it's, it's like that. But, um, yeah. but I think it's, but I think, like I said, like I think artists like you is it pushes, pushes the I don't know what is, what is the terminology it it pushes the marker along this the bar maybe yeah know. maybe marker a, or something you me yeah you advancing a, us you advancing thank you, you. you're, you're <laughs> advancing <laughs> us I think yeah. that I was thinking, <laughs> is it advancing the something but yeah, yeah whatever there is a phrase though yeah. so I think there it's powerful and the music is is great and the it is great. great great quality yeah man thank and you me. know I've been to like um a few of your shows you know several of your shows and i was so happy to see the type of turnout that you would have you know i I mean people sitting down and people standing up people singing your lyrics people cheering people being engaged you know what i mean and so i think i'm just i'm just so excited for your growth man and and what you're going to (laughs) continue to unfold you know so we definitely support you you know what I mean? Thank so you. We're, we're excited I, about I, these new stories. I definitely appreciate that. Look, these stories come come out. I'm just trying to figure out <laughs> all the ancestral magic. Divine <laughs> 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 intervention. Right. Because, right. you know, like, I definitely am at that point. I'm like, okay, I've done. I, I can see where I've come, how far mm-hmm. I've come. Like, you know, personally, professionally, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, vocally, I'm like, okay, you know, you, you did do, you do some stuff, you get some stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, all right, we got to, it's the elevation now. Right, it's, elevation. Mm-hmm. And it's speaking elevation. of which, I had just one more question for you, speaking of elevation and stories. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know who the number one person is, but I'll let you say, who are some artists that you would love to collab with? Whether it's I already know who one is, and it, I, know, I know I already know who's gonna be, but you know you, you mentioned that person, but anyone else? Like who would you love to like you know collab with? Love, love to collaborate with. Mm. You know, of course you already know the one. So Tori Kelly is Tori Kelly, right? Yeah, Tori oh, Kelly, right? Yes, okay, good. Yeah, take. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, another one I would have to say is Brittany Howard from the Alabama Shakes. Okay, yeah. Okay. Nice. Okay, yeah. nice. I love her. Uh, I love Sound and Color. I love that. I love the first album too, but I love Sound and Color because I was just like, as far as like a sonic like elevation mm-hmm. for myself, I was like, I can hear me on that. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had to find the people to get me to that point. But right, I can right. hear that. Mm-hmm. And in her um in her solo album, I was just like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just be your opening act, please? Thank you. <laughs> we speak the same musical language. All right, like, right, right. Can we just have me on the opening tour? <laughs> like, <laughs> <"Call me." laughs> all right, all right, all right. I feel you. Um, but yeah, she's yeah, definitely like her. her and the band, either one. If I could just yeah. collaborate with 
either entity. Either one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, got to do that. Vittori, more so, is more so on the writing aspect than in... Yeah. Like, I feel like if, you know, if I got to sing on the Tori Kelly song, I'd be like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> like, y'all can't tell me shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that drew me to her as an artist mm-hmm. wasn't really, like, the, you know, vocal stuff that she can do. It was the writing, because I felt like she was, like, writing from, like, my own heart. It was mm-hmm. like, she took what I'm going through currently, and you put it in the paper, and I couldn't right. do it. Right. How do you do that? I love you. Because you, you, we, we speak, we, we're in here. We're, right. we're like right here. Like, I don't know you like that at all. Like, but we we speak a certain language and stuff yeah. like that. Um, that's so that's more so why I would like to work with her. It's like, let's write something. And then we can sing it together. And, you know, we can make a hit. And, you know. <laughs> do it do. We can do what it do. We can do what it do. Do what it do. <laughs> that's that's yeah. awesome, man. So tell us. Where can people find out more? How can we follow you? How can they follow you? How can they support you? Where can they hear your music? Where can they see your videos? All of that. Where can okay. we find you at? So you can follow me at Ty McKinney. Um, mm-hmm. That is T-Y-M-C-K-I-N-N-I-E. That is my handle on all social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I don't have Snapchat. Sorry. No, we don't support Snapchat. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of aged out of Snapchat too. So we don't use Snapchat. Uh, (laughs) But that's also my name on all Mm -hmm. uh, music streaming platforms. So Ty Mm -hmm. McKinney is everywhere. My website is timmckinney.com. So, Mm -hmm. you know, websites still exist. (laughs) Right, right, right. They do, they do. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that is uh, my handle on all things and Mm -hmm. music and stuff. Like, I'm everywhere. I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, um, Amazon, even though they don't like to capitalize the K in Amazon, which is unfortunate. Um, Or Tidal, either. They just, I'm like, y'all can't capitalize the K? Like, like, (laughs) call Jay-Z just to be like, hey, can you capitalize that? There are so many names that have Mick at the beginning and then a capitalize. Right, like. Uh, that's yeah. weird to me, but okay, yeah. go off the entitled. Like, wait till I have to like meet Beyonce to be like, hey, you know, Beyonce, can you just do me one favor? Can you tell your husband to capitalize the K in my name? On your all right, name? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm on Bandcamp too, I'm on all that okay. stuff, and still on SoundCloud and YouTube as well. So, YouTube is where you can find all the videos. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see what my first cover was in 2013 mm. <laughs> up till now. <laughs> you can see when I was trying to be a vlogger at one point. <laughs> you can see the journey. You can see the journey. Mm. And I think that's important uh, to showcase all that stuff. And even though, like on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, I'll have like, I have my earlier recordings. Um, so earlier covers, earlier songs that I was writing mm. when I was trying to get into production and mm-hmm. it did not sound good (laughs) you see the like he's doing it he is trying you can see he's figuring it out but i'm like it's just not there yet all right Um, i think it's important to showcase the journey because a lot of folks think that even nowadays with social media that stuff is overnight like it's something Mm -hmm. viral tomorrow and i'm like oh they just posted and they went viral but like even if that person went viral but just by posting like three things there's Mm -hmm. still work yeah there was preparation there was training Mm -hmm. you know that led up to that moment where they became viral, that something popped. Right. So it's um, very important for that. And I think that was the Marcus question about high, to say to high school kids. Um, mm. Do not compare yourself. Do mm. not compare yourself. It's easier said than done because we got social media and it mm. is hard. Even for me, <laughs> it, is, mm. it is hard because you just have like, oh, this person like is doing not, much work that I'm doing, but they have so much, you know, 
mm-hmm. engagement and virality and streams. People are streaming their stuff and and you know you can even get to the nitty nitty gritty stuff about like that stuff not even makes good like like yeah, what yeah. Kind of vocal layering is that like, right 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 real petty and real nasty mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's easy to go there um and you know if you have to go there just to get through it do that mm-hmm. but also know that you know your journey is not their journey and mm-hmm. they're once on on a completely different path than you are and just trusting your journey and mm-hmm. to enjoy it. I know a lot of people say enjoy the journey and I definitely didn't like that when it was told to me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you kind of, yeah, no, you, you, I just I'm like, I wanna enjoy the process. I'm like, I wanna be there. I wanna get to the point. I wanna enjoy that moment when I'm like, mm-hmm. hi, I'm on the stage at Phillips Arena in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> like, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, I wanna enjoy the big concert moment, but enjoying the small moments that get you there. So the recording sessions, the vocal lessons, the, you know, moments where you made a mistake or you just Mm -hmm. really was like, yo, this was bad. And, you know, it was bad, like a bad show or something like that. Or you put out a bad song. Um, Mm -hmm. You kind of have to go through those things to kind of like know what you want to do next. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to go through it. So enjoy the journey. Truly enjoy Mm -hmm. the journey and respect the journey. I would say that respect. The journey. Respect the journey, y'all. Respect the journey. <laughs> I, I teach the Campbell. It's the journey. Right? It's the journey. Because <laughs> you're still here. She's still here. She's still here. I'm so mad at for that. I'm so now, y'all know I love Tisha. Y'all know I love Tisha. Uh, I, love Tisha. <laughs> I, met, I met Tisha, actually. I ran into her uh, two years ago Yeah. in the city. She was doing some radio thing, mm. uh, and I was, I don't know, I worked at a concert venue, like, across town, or across the way, and ran into her. She had a whole, like, people around her. She had a little big fur coat, because it was a winter. Mm. And I was like, Tisha! And I w- immediately went to, I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> She's very talented. She'd be dancing hard as a mug. She she She's going to give you that choreo, okay? Right, right. <laughs> the mic was on, okay? The mic was on. Right. People. <laughs> That we will not name, even right. some days. <laughs> hey. Listen. Hey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is. <laughs> well, journey, kids. Well, well. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> well, man, we we so much appreciate you coming on to the to the show. Yeah, it was so a pleasure. We, we were excited about this, and um, we just know that people are going to love your personality, love your music, love your stories, love everything that you're doing. So you know, we support you, of course, and so we're just looking to continue, you know, rooting for you and just seeing how you continue to develop. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I just want to send a special, well, it's not send, but say a special thank you to all three of y'all. Because literally, when I was going through it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) listening to y'all's perspectives, it was just kind of like, oh my goodness, they exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like, oh, there's one way to be, you know, black and gay. It's like, Mm -hmm. there's other ways. And we can Mm -hmm. transcend that. We can just go back to being humans. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Like living a life. And I'm like, oh, this is just nice just to hear this perspective. And I would just, I would be that person like, oh, they posted it on YouTube. It's midnight. All right, I'm listening to YouTube. I I was nervous. Like, okay, I'm actually going on the show that I literally like, watched or listened to for like mm-hmm. seven years so i'm like it's a little wow. circle moment All right um, thank y'all for the platform thank y'all for doing what y'all do because mm-hmm. i literally would not be here t- talking to you or singing mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. especially you two <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. That's you know amazing. you never know whose life you're changing 
Right, that's yeah. true. That's true. All right, y'all. Well, y'all hit us up in the comments section. Let us know how y'all feel about what we talked about today. And then for some of you, we have one more special treat coming. And I'm going to end it there. And then you'll see <laughs> soon. <laughs> but until next time, I think DeMarcus' connection dropped or something. So he'll be yeah. back. But until next time, y'all, we will see you in the next podcast. Peace. Peace. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs>